Okay. She said it was 507. It's supposed to be 403. We need to get rid of those other two cars. Like, yeah. Family of four doesn't really need six vehicles. Dude, I, I wish I could buy your van. I want a van, a van something fierce. But... Well. I, I do not have the cash. And it's too old to finance. Man, this thing holds a lot of Snickers. What? <laughs> well, we just spent $800 on it to get its brakes done and everything because Karen took it to her friend and he said it needed calipers. And so I'm like, huh. okay. Scratch that, that friend off the Christmas card list. Right. You should just rent it to him like some sort of landlord, but for cars. Yeah. That's called buying your way here. Pretty much, yeah. Ray B. Bye, writer. <laughs> so, we're live, right? Yeah. Okay. I watched the uh, Chucky series over the weekend. Okay. Like a TV was... series? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The two seasons that just finished the second one, I think. Yeah, the second one is not on demand yet, so I only watched the first season. Uh, it was interesting. <laughs> no, it was like I never was a big fan of the Chucky movies. Um, yeah, I would have rather watched a series about the serial killer guy that got put into Chucky rather than yeah. the doll. Well, and that was kind of the cool thing. Like, there's interspersed in the story of everything. Like, they talk about Charles Lee Ray and his girlfriend who becomes the, the girl. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was, I'm not saying it was award-winning television, but it was a good time. Uh, Jennifer Tilly does play. Uh, yeah. The, the voice of of oh the new series that's cool yeah and she's also uh in the series as his real life girlfriend slash wife slash man it 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 takes some weird twists and turns uh i i enjoyed it it was it was exactly what i thought it was going to be cannot complain well uh I watched on Amazon a, uh, it's called Pennywise, the story of ABC miniseries It. Okay. Basically the making of the Tim Curry, you know, TV two-nighter movie special. It was really interesting. I forgot Seth Green was one of the kids. Oh, wow. Yeah. I for, I, I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, fuck. I forgot about that. Yeah. Wow. But they're talking about all the pro all the trouble they got in on the set because they're staying in a hotel in Vancouver while they're filming and the shit, and they're throwing water balloons outside their hotel room into people's car, into people's convertibles. And they, so one time, I think we threw one full of Kool Aid. People got really pissed. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. But no, it was pretty interesting. I, I had to go to bed. I, 
I, I, it was longer than I thought it was, so I, I didn't actually finish it, but I kind of got the gist. I got like okay. all but like the last 10, 15 minutes of it. Sweet. But it's pretty well done. It, it was done in like chapters. We're talking about, you know, the, the, uh, the book. Right. Or actually they talk at the beginning about Stephen King and his inspiration for the book. Okay. And then it talks about the, the person who bought the movie rights to it. And then the person who wrote the screenplay and adapted, basically made a career out of adapting Stephen King books to movies while he was doing this one too. Um, to a uh, TV movie. But, you know, just, just chapter through the progression of how it was made and stuff. It was pretty yeah. interesting. And I, I've never been a Stephen King fan. I've I've watched some of the movies. I, it's very uh, soft magic system kind of uh, horror. Yep. There's usually not a real good explanation of why things are happening. It's just things are happening. Yep. Um, and that bugs me because I want to know well how. You know, I want some cordyceps kind of explanation. <laughs> yeah. You okay. Know. But. Uh, that miniseries that it you know two night movie special i love that oh yeah i saw it when i think it came out when i was in high school probably yeah i fucking loved it and, and i think that was probably my other than like maximum overdrive or the shining or something probably my first uh experience to a uh, stephen king story so okay but i love the idea of this extraterrestrial alien that you just can't fathom what it looks like right of all his stories that had the least soft magic system explanation okay there's an alien okay i can i can understand aliens i can i can attribute things that don't make sense to an alien especially one that basically messes with your mind okay i i can I can let that go and then just let the story be told without sitting there staring at it, wondering, well, how the fuck is the car driving itself? This makes no sense. Okay. I was in the first grade, so I didn't pick up on some of that. (laughs) Shut up, Dylan. Okay. Although I did watch it. Like fun guys. I remember watching it live (laughs) when it came out. Fuck you, Dylan. (laughs) Oh no, I made the olds feel old. Jesus Christ. I just that would make sense. Um, how old are you, Dylan? Thirty nine. Thirty nine? Yeah. God. I'm only 12 years older than you, so. Yeah, makes sense. So wait. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, I just Matt, turned, Matt I turned already this no. year, so. Okay. I turned 52 later this year, so I'll be 13 years older than you, but. Okay. How are you not graduated high school by that point? Um, My birthday's in November. Yeah, okay. I'm one of the oldest kids in my class. I turned 18 start of my senior year. Oh, there used to be an in-friend groups where you're the oldest. Yep. 
probably why I gravitate to you, you know, wet nose brats. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Just 30 years of grooming. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Eventually, I'll find some sad sex that's willing to put up with me, and uh, I'll have it made. Look at that. You already won. Yep. <laughs> yes. Wow. Oh, one thing, uh, my dad, you know, coming up and, you know, working on the car and just kind of jawing while we're working, I asked him if he'd talked to Brian lately, and he said no. And I'm like, me neither. I haven't talked to him since before you guys had your falling out. He has not tried to contact me like, you know, hey, you know, do you know what's wrong with dad or <laughs> anything? Yeah. And the the last avenue of contact I had with him was Future Fight. And I don't play that anymore. Yeah. So, no and whatsoever and just curious if anyone tried to make inroads I mean it's been nice not having the, the drama at family gatherings but still kind of still your, still your brother yeah I haven't been able to change him yet so I didn't think I would ever, ever be so may as well just for three or four times a year that I see him. I could put up with him. Right. Well, at least everybody's consistent. Yes, he is consistent. Yeah. You ever wonder if he listens to the podcast and is just like, I'm never talking to those motherfuckers again? Maybe. I don't know. Um, have I said anything that's not true? I don't well, think so. I mean, I've said stuff that's maybe my, my, my feelings. Yeah, my feelings and his feelings. I guess he could he could feel it when it went. But I wasn't part of the whole blow up at the Eagles game. True. Yeah. Yeah. When he had the big confrontation with mom, dad, everyone at the AU game, I was current. I was at. University of Akron game that day. So I have nothing to do with it. Wasn't there. Didn't witness it. Heard it all secondhand. Can't blame me. Yet. My sister was there. My mom was there. My dad was there. Yeah, everybody, he, everybody else in the family that he's not talking to was there. I wasn't. And yet he still didn't say, Hey, Ray. Anything. He just walked away. It was weird. Sorry. This is a bad podcast subject. We'll just, we can just drop it. Whatever. So, I, I've talked about a few times my, uh, my current play in Borderlands 3. I'm doing No Mayhem, No Legendaries. Mm -hmm. So... Is I've that been just going, called vanilla? I I mean, I'm doing the DLCs, so I don't want to call it vanilla. But you're still on the vanilla setting in the DLC, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm still yeah. no mayhem, but I'm not using any legendaries. I have, uh, because I want to get the love machine 
mission reward from the Claptrap missions. So I have been going and doing some side missions. And I think I found a epic, so purple, unique sniper rifle that if you built a, a Mose build with the idea that this was the gun you were going to use, I think it would work on Mayhem 11. Wow. If it was Mayhem 11 itself? Yes, if you got a Mayhem 11 version of this gun. Or Mayhem 10, I guess. Yeah, Mayhem 10 version of the gun. I think on Mayhem 11, you could uh, clear all content with this mission reward. She she has enough ammo regen to make a sniper work? Uh, I I mean, I'm running around right now with it. I just cleared uh, uh, via ultraviolet with it. Like, including um, Joey Ultraviolet. I killed him with this epic mission reward sniper rifle. Hmm. What's it called? The Selecki Protocol. It is a mission reward from saving Katagawa's sister in Electricity. Borderlands 3 weapons. Uh, weapon type. It's purple. It's purple. Soleki Protocol, a Malawan yep. sniper. Yep. Not a big fan of Malawan snipers. This one, uh, you don't have to charge. It is okay. not one of the fully automatic. It does hit harder if you do charge it, but you don't have to charge it. Um, you know the complex route in... Well, it has here on the, on the screen the uh, level 72, Mayhem 10, damage is 21,013. Yes. It's, that's, it's for not the 14, about, that's for the 14 mag, but... Yes, it's, it's not about the damage it does on the shot. Is it only one... one um, uh, element? It's not yes, it switchable? Is, it is only, only shot. shot. Mm. Yes. You choose either a horizontal firing pattern or a vertical firing pattern. Okay. Did you ever use the complex route from Love? Every time I pulled the trigger on that fucking thing, it killed me. So I never figured out what the fuck to do with this thing. Okay. So I, I pulled the trigger and I die. I'm like, this gun sucks. Yes, because the complex route fires out ricocheting projectiles. The Selecki protocol fires out ricocheting projectiles that do splash damage. Well, that's 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 made for Moj, yeah. Yeah. So my thought is, if you get a Blastmaster, because that goes off of uh, the longer you go without reloading, uh, you mm -hmm. deal more splash damage. That has like Malawan weapon damage, gun damage, you know, like a couple of good damage. Okay, you're you're, 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 gonna, you're gonna farm forever for that, yeah. Um, I'm fairly confident I've probably got one in the bank. Really. 
with that with sniper rifle damage uh let's maybe not i mean if not it's not like i mean i'm fairly confident that i could make it work with my honestly uh, with malawan with malawan damage it'd be enough probably wouldn't need yeah i mean i have my plus five uh minesweeper that i'm fairly confident would work just fine but let's just see what I got. I'm fairly, I mean, you got to remember, I the have. The problem I always had with snipers was you don't have, even with max capacity for the sniper rounds, you don't have that many shots. Um, I, I never reloaded. Not once through the entire Via Ultraviolet. And I was. One, I I one tapped all all the mini bosses, all of them, just one tap and they were gone. So, so a purple unique is basically on par with a legendary. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as as far as uh, stats and damage and stuff for that. Yep, it would be comparable yep it just doesn't have the the goldy name to it yeah that's not really a new thing though no No, i mean in i was just just putting for for perspective i mean a normal epic a normal purple is not this strong but you're saying this is a unique you know you can't get a blue you can't get a green of this right um i mean i would also say because i've done it you can kill everything on mayhem 11 with a mayhem 10 purple uh cov pistol doesn't have to be a unique you can just use times two times three preacher doesn't matter or a splainer either one well preachers are pretty op to begin with yes yeah so i do not have a uh one that has Malawan weapon damage, a Blastmaster, but I do have a splash damage weapon handling Blastmaster. I think that would probably work. Uh, I would probably use, I've got a splash damage health regen weapon accuracy, which is probably the one I would go with if I were going to try it. Oh, wait, nope. There's a Blastmaster that, oh shit, this is it right here. Okay, so it's, uh action skill damage atlas weapon damage who cares sniper rifle damage yeah that class mod plus this gun well it's it's just an insult that they would give you atlas and sniper yeah yeah that's just that's just stupid yeah there there should be that that's one of the big things i hate about um borderlands is there should be parameters like like mm-hmm. that, like but the other, a rough rider should not have a should never qualify for an anoint on shield break. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man, those are so stupid. I, I, one of my characters has a bunch of shit on the wall that's like that. Yep, I remember. It's the only thing. It's the only thing I put on my wall was was stupid shit like that. That they're anoints and. Their nature don't don't mesh at all. I I recall you giving us a tour at one point. Yes, yes. 
The other thing you need to remember is that with the conclusion of Season Pass 2, when we got Hemavorus as a boss, well, Hemavorus and the uh, Mysterious Lear podcast questline, we also got the Company Man artifact. Yes. So you could get a Company Man artifact that is Malawan that has damage, crit damage, accuracy, fire rate, whatever you want. Just damage and crit damage. That could also roll with shock damage, sniper damage, weapon damage, like any of those kinds of things. So yeah, I'm fairly confident that you could make a Selecki protocol build for Moe's and just wreck endgame. Hmm. It's that's uh that's probably what I'm gonna do next after I finally get the love machine and see how it is. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and get a level seventy two Selecki protocol on Mayhem ten. What's the love machine? Just a big rubber jackhammer? <laughs> it's a Hyperion SMG that shoots in a heart shape. Okay. Um, I had like I got mine. I've only ever done all the the claptrap missions one time. Um, this is when he builds his companion, right? No, no. This is all the like random side missions throughout the world. Uh, oh, that, like he made some comment like it's been seven years or whatever. Maybe some of these people still need help. Oh, that stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah. When you do all of those, you end up across the road from Roland's rest, and he dances with a girl in a wheelchair. That's just rude. No, no. She doesn't want to do anything anymore because she's in a wheelchair and thinks that she can't. And Claptrap comes in and shows her that even that on wheels you can still dance. It is truly one of the best, most heartfelt missions in the game. Okay. Yeah. I, I, it, it was totally unexpected. Yes, especially for Claptrap. Because he still... Claptrap. Behaves like Claptrap, and he's still kind of dumb and you know, says some pretty stupid shit. But it it's like a genuine moment of caring out of a character that you just would never expect it from. It's usually obtuse. Yeah. Hmm. Anybody watch Mandalorian today? I did. Not today, but I get caught up on the first three episodes. I did not. Was kind of cool today. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm liking what they're doing with Bo. Very much so. I, I really, it's like every week you can see. Oh, um, the the guy who saves the child in the flashback. Yeah. Is the actor inside Jar Jar Binks. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
I, I didn't know that. Uh, I watched uh, New Rockstars, and, and they were talking about that. Uh, Are you talking about today's episode or like... Today's episode, okay, yeah. Okay, never mind that. Yeah, he, he, he... I guess he played this character on a game show, on a kid's game show that was like right before the pandemic. Hmm. And his inclusion in this episode actually makes him canon and kind of gets that actor a little bit of redemption because, you know, his previous Star Wars character was so universally hated. Which is sad because it's not his fault. No, it isn't. I, I didn't hate him. I I I, 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 mean, I, I found him for, at first for a while there like yeah he was he was annoying but I I'm like I was like I can't watch this show oh god he's yeah. horrible there's plenty of other reasons to complain about like like uh, like uh, Simon Pegg's rant about Jar Jar Binks and anybody who ever watched Spaced it's a Absolutely. British a British uh, sitcom yeah. He works at a he works at a comic store, and he, I think the series opens with him just tearing into this child who asked to buy a a signed Jar Jar Binks doll that's at the, at the comic store. Yep, he goes into him about, rips into him about how he doesn't understand how betrayed he felt when he saw Jar Jar. Oh shit! Like God. I don't think I would have hated Jar Jar if the dialogue wouldn't have been what the it Misa was. stuff was just annoying. Yeah. And it's fun. It's 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 the only thing that makes Jar Jar annoying is the other Gungans weren't like that, right? Boss Nass was a little nutty, but that was just like a stutter kind of thing. And yeah. the the like general that was with him in the battlefield, that dude was kind of cool. Yeah, it's just Jar Jar was an idiot, and his voice was super high pitched. Yeah, and Leslie, and every line was delivered in that way, which I'm not blaming the voice actor for. Like that's clearly what they were directed to do. Yeah, yeah, it was a choice somebody made. George Lucas. Yeah. His name is George Lucas. Yeah. Why he decided that? Like, how could you test screen that and come back and think, yeah, this is okay? Uh, once they buy the ticket, it's too late. They won't know how bad. It, as long as this kid doesn't, this guy doesn't talk, or this character doesn't talk in the previews, we got it made. Right. Did Ahmed Best do the voice as well, or just the physical acting? I don't know that he did. I don't. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know enough about it. I, I didn't. Rec I recognized him as like I should know that person, but I didn't know his name. I didn't know, you know, what it was. Right. So it's a pretty cool scene. Yeah. Yeah, it it was really well done. I thought it was handled pretty cool. Uh, it does make me wonder, where is that character now? Well, 
Yeah, because there's a couple more steps that lead to the pilot. Right. Yeah, so something has to happen. Right. But as they've established, uh, they can just say whoever survived that they want to say survived. Right. You know, in the current meta, the current canon for uh, um, Star Wars, they, they pretty much all the limitations that George built into his story to tell the story don't have to be universal. Right. They just well, have to be to make that story work. I mean, I'm fairly confident that if they do anything with that character, we're going to find out that at the very least, uh, he died at the hands of Vader. Which would make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how long did he last? Yeah. He's, they, in a very short amount of time, they really kind of gave you this really interesting character to, to root for. Yeah, and the, the little chase scene was really cool. It was so cool. when I love any time they show like all that shit on Coruscant. Yes. When uh, he, he takes the detour to avoid getting squished. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm waiting for the, I'm waiting for the uh, Back to the Future swoop upside down and go around the tunnel move. Right. But they didn't, and what they did really worked. I really thought that was a, a really yeah interesting way to solve that problem yeah it's just a spatial awareness knowing where right's coming up you know he he That's, had better knowledge of it than his pursuers you know? right that's not it, it wasn't the force that got him through that it wasn't anything like that yeah it was just some some epic driving skills that i think uh Anyone who plays uh, a GTA or Need for Speed type game would be jealous of. Mm -hmm. Well, regardless, the uh, uh, pursuit vehicle wouldn't even fit into that exit. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that was so they, they had no hope uh, when they followed him in there. It's like, what are you thinking? Yeah, do you not understand where you're headed? Because it feels like you don't understand where you're going. I think it would have been a little more telegraphed, I think, if they had, like, uh, a do not enter on that portal. Right. Like, you know, this is exit only, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and the re the view, I mean, I, I, you know, I see it coming the entire time, but. Right. Uh, even more so if, uh, as he turns down there, he goes under it and the camera just for a split second says, you know, but it would all be in uh, some language characters that no one would be able to read anyway. So, yeah, so I guess right. that's, that's foolhardy. So was the whole thing going to be trying to bring back the Emperor? No. That was episode three. I think that's what uh, that dude got messed up for to protect right. that secret. Because it seems like they might be trying to work on that. Yeah. And I, th I think his uh, his little speech at the beginning, or when they cut to him, yeah, uh, is too much information. 
and they needed some way to basically have him silenced, but have the New Republic be the one who silenced him. Yeah. Well, Which, if the New Republic yeah. silences him, then just nobody knows, so they'll just cover it up. Well, yeah, but you can't have some, this prominent, you know, imperial scientist, you know, make this big public statement, and then he mysteriously dies. Wait, why? Well, maybe we need to look into his shit more. But if he breaks the law and we make it, we don't really care. I don't know. Maybe too, too thinking too much about the chess moves there, maybe. But. I hope that it doesn't become about bringing him back. Well, it, it, it would at least make sense in you know, the future storyline. Like it would fit into the canon, but I don't know that they need to worry about it. I just, just tell your Western and let's move on. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't need... I think they would be setting up another show. I don't think that would be the main plot of this, but... Yeah. I don't I need to think about other shows they're working stories. on, too. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I did just, like the uh, how they showed the limitations of jetpacks, though. Yes. Yes. How? Oh, they, they don't last forever. We're starting to get a little spoilery. Yeah, well. That's one minor point. I really like the conversation at the end because there is a definitive uh huh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure, you did. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, no, but really. The, uh, the, yeah, the blacksmith sure. is the wild card in, in the Mandalorian series, I think. Yeah. She is the she is the giver of the lore and she is the controller of the hype. Yeah. She she's I think I mean she pretty much dictated what Din had to do last season. And granted he got it done in two episodes, sure. But that it wasn't a oh no end of season problem. That gets solved in the first episode or right. second episode, but actually triggers some further events is kind of cool. Yes. And it's not like a problem, like, oh, we did this, now we fucked it all up. No, we did this and we learned something. Did you notice who directed this week? Um I did, and then I forgot who it was. I saw the name. Carl Weathers. Yes, yes. I was very pleased to see that. Well, he is the mayor, and he wasn't in this episode, so. Right, but. <laughs> no, well, I mean, it freed him up to direct. He didn't have to worry about, you know, acting in this one. Yeah, I just, but, it, it makes me happy to see, anytime I see, uh, a minority get a chance to do something. Do a Star Wars. Yeah, something of that caliber. Like, hell yes, mm -hmm. let's let's yes. let's stop, you know. I think this that's one of the strengths of this series. You know, granted, it's a cool premise. It's light on the space wizardry. Um it's 
high on uh, Star Wars flavor, but they changed, they passed the director hat around every episode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, each episode in the second season, I think, had a different director. Yep. Now, granted, some are veteran directors. The one guy I know directed a ton of the Clone Wars episodes. Yeah. So it isn't like they're new to this genre. And honestly, after two seasons, I think Carl Weathers is familiar enough with this, at least this setting, that he should have no problem, you know, tapping into how he wants things to look. Yeah, and it isn't even uh, necessarily people that you normally associate with uh, Star Wars, because didn't uh, Bryce Dallas Howard uh, direct one of the episodes last season? Yep. Or not not last season, the season. season. It was whatever one where, they, where he defended the, the little fishing village against the AT-AT. Yeah. ATSC. That was last season. Right. Yep. So it was interesting. Yeah, I do like that. What's everybody think about the uh, changes to the Snapple? I mean, it's a start. I don't think it was ever going to be like a complete fix, but. I'm not even talking about the card updates. I'm just talking about the token shop and the the new thing. Um, I had saved up a couple of boxes. I had like seven or eight boxes saved before um, because I knew they were going to roll out the new stuff and also try and get a few of the variants maybe. Um, And in like the 12 boxes I've opened since the patch went live, um, I think I got like... 1400 tokens cool wow. huge improvement yeah I, mean, I had a 400 and a 600 and then like 100 200 100 yeah or something like well the first one i sold tokens in i had 600 so that's cool because i just spent the thousand i had on ultron yeah like i literally just got he popped up and i'm like yes on that last box so uh yeah, I, I, I'm kind of worried it's going to take me longer to get to through the rest of Pool 3 because what? I can't just buy a card from the token shop because all the cards in the token shop are going to be 4 and 5 now. Well, but on the other hand, you do get one free. At each of- season, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I stupidly just clicked on it thinking, oh, free card, cool. Orca, yeah, well, maybe yeah. I'll play him in something. He's not a bad card. He's just a bad turn six card. Yeah, that's that's the problem. Um, I mean, in a death wave kind of deck or, or a, a ramp deck, sure. Maybe the problem but, is he's only a fifteen power if he's by himself. Yeah, if and he's hard to protect if he's by himself. Right. If he's 15 power, he is enchiable. Yeah. And that's I mean, why he's a turn six card. I did see uh, 
in one of Molt's games that I watched, uh, someone else was playing a move-ish deck. Mm-hmm. And uh, somehow they cheated Orca out early. I don't remember how. Um, but then they were able to Heimdall and make it so that everybody moved away that last turn, except for Orca, leaving Orca there by himself. Oh, that, interesting. That was kind of cool. But yeah, because you, you can manipulate that if you stack yeah. the stack the lanes correctly. Right, but that's so random. Like, <laughs> you're you're now counting on getting like specific lanes and specific cards, and you have to do it just yeah. right. That yeah, just... Sanctum Sanctorum is gonna fuck you up. Or uh, right. uh, I uh, hear I hear what you're saying. You're you're saying it's a good plan. Yeah, build build a deck around it. Yeah. Yeah, but now, looking back uh, between like uh, Orca and Atuma, I'd rather have Atuma. I got Atuma as my free card, and then uh, my very next box had Orca. Okay, that was uh, Atuma is a little easier to play around because you can, oh yeah you can put him down and then throw Professor X on top of him or armor on top of him or put him in an armored lane or... Or put him behind Invisible Woman. Or zero him. I guess you get zero Orca too, but you're not going to get the bonus. Right. Uh, You can... Like, this is very specific to Atuma's wording. If you hide him behind a Dream Dimension or whatever it is, or an Invisible Woman, at the end of the game... He doesn't die. Really? Because the game is over, the turn doesn't end. Hmm. I wonder if that'll get changed. Nope. Nope, that was... Uh, I learned that trick from a one of the developers who tweeted about it. Hmm. That I was is- like, oh... Okay. I'm, I'm just uh, in a, I mean, I have a huge drive to get the cards I'm missing to hopefully make the deck that will make it fun again. I will say. But I just freaking suffer. That move deck that I put in chat today. Uh, Is it going to get me to infinite? Oh, yes, it will. Yeah, it, it'll get you all the way there. I have to look at it again because I don't um, know if I have it. I, oh, man, I think Dagger would be the only card that's, like, questionable. I don't have Human Torch. He, he's not needed. Like, yes, I was able to do some really dumb things with Human Torch. He's not needed. Yeah, I have Human Torch on my free account. I don't have him on my uh, main account. I mean... My free account, I have Mystique, I have Patriot, and I'm at like 700 collection level. Yeah. Patriot is my strongest deck on on that account. I have Brood on that account. Cards I never saw until the near the end of my... uh, Pool three. 
or like just you, recently. You could probably on one hand count the number of times that you'll ever be able to pull off what I was able to pull off on turn four in that one screenshot. Like getting your your human torch to 32 power on turn four is just hilarious. And it only works because Kamartage was my first location and I had Iron Fist in hand. And then I had Doctor Strange. Like there they it was a perfect set of circumstances that got him that big. I was watching a molt video upstairs before I came down and he was playing a move deck and he had a, a human torch up to 128. Yep. And it's, yeah, it's just a, the problem with watching their like YouTube videos is they leave out a lot of matches where shit happened. Sure. Nothing happened. And they put the matches in that it all worked out right. Some of them will put in, you know, the matches where they had to drop or there was some weird thing, you know, just interesting. But by and large, it's the successful matches. Sure. But if you I watch mean, their stream, you see how many times they lose with the shit. The nice thing about Mole, he streams on YouTube. Yeah, so. see, I've looked for him to 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 watch him. And I can never find he doesn't stream on uh, Twitch, so I nope. never find him. He's on YouTube. Uh, I like to listen. I like listening to him. He's funny, and he uh, he was he was the the video that started playing right after that one. He was playing uh, with Negasonic. Yep, and. Uh, he was talking about getting to infinity and he got, he said he got to 99. He got knocked back down to 96. And he says, you know what? I don't know why I'm being a martyr. I'm just going to, if they don't want me to play uh, creatively, I'll just make a Thanos deck and get to infinite. He goes, and I did. And he goes, I can't beat the system. So I might as well be part of the problem. Yep. And it's a shame to hear him, say that because he was adamant that he did not want to do that. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm super happy that I made it to infinite this season because that was something like that was a goal. You know, I, I wanted to be able to do that at least once. Um, not sure that I'm going to try that again. Uh, cause oh, it's just like, I don't have Thanos. I don't have Shuri. I don't have, you know, so basically the meta right now, I don't have those key cards. I, I will say I am 100% confident that if you build a solid move deck and you get the fundamentals of how to play move down, you can easily cruise to infinite because one of the one of the big things that I thought when I first started when I first played move like back, you know, when I was still admittedly a, a stupid noob, um, I thought, you know, if you didn't have Heimdall turn six, it doesn't matter. Uh, I went from 100 to 105 today. Uh, 
because I've just been playing whatever I, I want to play since I'm in infinite, it doesn't matter. Um, but I went from hundred to 105 today and there were just as many games that I won where I didn't, where I had Heimdall and didn't play him turn six as there were that I did. Because there, you know, there's times where, you know, I'm winning the right lane. Well, I don't want to have to like try and do the math to figure out, can I slide everything and win middle? Uh, or can I just, you know, uh, Dr. Strange, my, one of the games I Dr. Stranged my uh, Vulture, Vulture. Yeah. and took him left that left me enough on the right to win and i i ended up winning right and left well the feature location today is really move friendly and let me tell you if you build a move deck and you play it right now uh you never want to play vulture directly onto m because when it moves him there that counts as a move and vulture gains power Mm -hmm. um it's hilarious to Doctor Strange somewhere else and move a bunch of power there and then Strange moves to them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I was playing a move, I think I call it Molt Move for Free. Yeah. Uh, a deck that I threw together from one of his videos. I was playing that because it had enough three cost character uh three cost cards or four cost cards or whatever that i needed for my quest today that i i'm like oh i'll just play this because that's pretty much how it works it's okay uh what's the quest okay what card what what deck do i have six cost cards in what deck do i have the most ones in let's try to get this over in as many or as few games as possible right I, I I got a steampunk variant on my uh, uh, Cerebro. Ooh. Wow. I would love to have that. Have you I, seen it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of goofy looking. I love it. That was the last card I opened, the last box I opened, had that in it. I've opened, I don't know, probably 10 boxes from collection level, and... I've only opened two today, or two since I updated. How's that? Like, are they in the season pass boxes, or is it just collector's box? Um, I got the Cerebro out of a collector's box. The The Venom I got was out of the season pass box. Uh, season pass variant. Yeah. It was the actual level where you get a variant, not a box. Yeah. I, I've i opened 10 or 12 of the collector's boxes, and I haven't seen a single steampunk variant yet. It's yes. kind of disheartening. At first, I thought it was the... Um, like the Ant Man, which I I'll never use that variant. It, okay. That's a horrible looking variant from the C 
season pass. Yeah. I, I don't like the Wasp, and I don't like the, the Ant-Man. Uh, but I did get the regular Wasp, um, and I quickly switched it to the the preferred version. <laughs> but, you ridiculous, uh, dude. What? I don't like the, the variant. It looks gross. <laughs> I could build this super awesome deck, but I'm not going to because fuck that variant. I used it until I got the new one <laughs> or the base one, and I was like happily switched it, switched it out. There, there's the steampunk cerebro. Uh, yeah, I have like three cerebro decks right now. Oh, I. Man. I, I have a oh I, I think I, I deleted mine. I had a C two and a C three put together, but um, C three becomes really potent once you get Valkyrie. Yeah, if I had Val, I have her pinned in my shop right now. Yeah, she's three uh, grand, and uh, she'll be pinned for a little bit here. But I I got, I, she, got I see so many decks that use her. And with all the Shuri and shit, she's kind of OP if you can hold her to late game. Yeah, yeah. So I had priority. Uh, my opponent had uh, Shuri and then uh, Red Skull on Shuri's lab. I had priority. Uh, my play was to Valkyrie. And he could not retreat fast enough for me to uh, not see that he was planning to Arnim Zola that shit. It was great. I took a screenshot. I, I, did I? Did I delete it? I think I deleted it. A guy, uh, Arnim Zolad, his uh, Nimrod, and then on it was a seven turn game. Yeah, he Arnim Zola, and then on seven he played Destroyer, and he didn't pay attention to me. Um, I was playing negative, uh, playing my O five Iron Man, and then. Uh, using Mystique to copy him, too. Ouch. I, I think I ended up with over 200 total power on nice. three lanes. So. But hey, we're finally getting Hit Monkey. I forget what he does. Uh, the last time I saw, he was a 2 0 who got plus two power for each other card played this turn. I will be putting him in my Sarah Miracle deck ASAP. Goodbye, Mojo. No, God, no. Mojo stays. There, there are plenty of other things that I'll take out. Goodbye, Angela. No. Okay. Uh, probably goodbye, Wolfspin. Okay.
So you use Angela and Cloak to pump your Angela. Uh, you use Bishop, obviously, because he gets bigger the more cards you play. Uh, I use Wolfbane. Wolfsbane is kind of my turn six finisher, so to speak. Um, turn six is generally something like um, Mysterio, Rocket, uh, then like Maximus and Wolfspin. I said, um, no, it's not. <coughs> oh, Mysterious one. Never mind. Yeah. Well, with Sarah, he's one. Yeah. Yeah. I was counting him as two. Yeah. So factoring to Sarah in, but forgot to discount Mysterio. Yeah. So. Wolf, uh, Wolfsbane ends up being my closer. Well, if I have Hitmonkey, um, Hitmonkey reduces the cost of that, um, and he'll get uh, three power from Mysterio. Four, uh, no, so that'd be six power off of Mysterio, eight power from Rocket, ten power from uh, Maximus, so yeah yeah 210 well 110 final turn i mean that should make uh one or two late uh, that should, should make a turn one of the layers uh lane's turn it's way yeah. in your favor yeah um which is what i was using wolfsbane well yeah she's a Two seven if you play her in the right spot, right? Right. But being able to get, you know, two ten, two twelve, somewhere in that neighborhood, depending on, you know, what I've got in hand going into that final turn, like fuck yeah. Hit monkey is it. Now you do have to recognize that if they play Sandman turn five, you just you just fold. That's it. You're done. But I mean now that uh, it seems like the meta has has kind of chilled out a little, it feels like uh, I'm seeing less sin. Well, I think that I think the change to uh, Quinjet really uh, hurt Thanos' uh, lockjaw. Yes. Uh, yeah, and the and the change to the space stone. I so honestly, the combination of those two things hurt Thanos Lockjaw. Everybody says that, but it only hurts Lockjaw if the space stone is what comes up from Lockjaw. If you well, say, if you if you get no, the space stone in the problem past, is weren't the stones zero? Well, sure, but that's okay. It was the other the other part was moving them away from Lockjaw's lane, moving right. Yeah. Away. Well, so now instead of like rooting for the space stone to come up in the lockjaw lane, you just hold space stone in hand and play it in another lane. And hey, congratulations, you can still move a card away from lockjaw. No, you move lockjaw to the space stone. No. Well, then you have two more slots Maybe. rather than one slot. 
Is That's it to move a card here somewhere else or move a card? It it used to be You move a card to the space stone now. Yeah. It used it, it's a mini cloak. It used to work okay. the other way around where you could move something away. Okay. So well, now, now you play Space Stone in its own lane. You move Lockjaw over there. Now you have two lanes to drop cards. Right. Like, the thing is, I'm still playing two, two thirds. Spots. Two thirds of my matches are still Shuri and Thanos. I'm well, in the 80s. Like, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but the nerf, quote unquote, to Red Skull was above. It was not a nerf. I mean, right, right, right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that it was there. Um, I'm just. Like saying, I, it, 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 just made, yeah, it made. They have not slowed down. Twenty twenty six is a little easier to reach than thirty. To it, it to slightly. No, no it's it's not because you're now like when it was thirty. I was giving you eight power on that yeah, link. Yes. Now it's twenty six, and you're only getting four power. Mm-hmm. Which yes, it's four power less than I have, but it's still a very large number that you have to try and get to. Right, mm-hmm. but if I'm putting three cards there, getting to that twenty six is easier than getting to that thirty. Yeah, yeah. I'm not doing the full four cards. I don't. That, know. Like, it's, I, I it's, can get a seven and a seven and a fifteen or something, but to get, you know, ten, ten, you know, seven, six or something is real hard. I, I, my Shuri Red Skull deck still works just fine. Yeah. Uh, no, if I, I get Shuri, I'm 100% switching to that deck and I'm going to try and get the rest of the way there. The other yeah. reason I'm winning stuff now is because, cool, you're setting all that shit up and I've got to turn four Galactus. <laughs> and then turn five, when you go to play something, I fucking Spider-Man, and then turn six is just trying to not... I can't get Shang-Chi at that point, so right. I'm just trying to put enough power on the board to get over top of whatever you had by turn five. Right. I I have Galactus pinned right now, but after some of the responses from the development team this week, I may unpin him. It all depends on what you need. Like, that was the one thing, because you have Shuri. You can run to infinite with that deck. You don't have to worry. I didn't have Shuri. None right. of the other decks are com- comparable, because I also don't have Thanos. So mm-hmm. I needed him to well, have any type of fun deck. Well, no, the, they're, they've openly said that they're keeping an eye on Galactus. Well, it, it's, like, it's a bullshit because they need they, all these changes, all the changes they made to all these cards, and they didn't address Shuri. I don't, I don't understand what the problem is with Galactus. It's not easy to pull off. You can still get Shang-Chi on the last turn because... Most times, you're, if you're trying to rush them out, then somebody's going to play a Shang-Chi in case, and you generally are the one going first because you're playing in an empty lane or a lane that has... Yeah, it used uh, to be you had to play... You you did your Galactus, and you had to play around lead, uh, leader. So you'd play a Wasp and play something else, and then you'd drop uh, Death. 
Right. Wow. So that so that they would have be able to move everything, and if you can get him and a wasp down, or I don't know red wasp, but like if you can get two cards down, then you can still get Galactus off. But I I don't have a situation where I ever get two cards down. Yeah, I I personally think that if it were me, I think Galactus needs to have more power. Uh, I I mean if if it were me, Galactus himself needs to be Shang Chi. After after his I don't on reveal goes off his you I I almost rather you Shang Chi on four on four or five frees up more spots to me play big things. I mean, you're. This- I, I don't know that he needs to be because here's the thing: if you're if you're rushing him early, then it works for Shang Chi. If you're playing him as a surprise on turn six, then Shang Chi doesn't matter anyway. One hundred percent agree with that. I mean, unless like you, if you're playing him on turn six, you have to be better than some of the Galactus players I've run into lately, where it is just it is fucking telegraph. Oh, it's normally telegraphed. It's just they're too busy playing their deck. Like I've got, well, I took Nimrod out because I was played Spider Man and some other stuff in there. But like, um, I mean, if I got Wolverine sitting there and I just played Hobgoblin on the empty lane, you should right. probably figure it's coming. Right. But yeah, they're just over there playing their own deck. Yeah, they look. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll play it. I'll they play don't know how to deviate from. Shuri, Red Skull, Taskmaster. Because that's all they've had to play for the last 400 matches. Right. It's like, oh, cool, you got a nice armored lane set up there. It'd be a shame if that lane didn't matter. Right. I mean, that's why if I see someone who I feel is playing Galactus, uh, if I don't see Galactus turn four, and I Shuri, I will 100% skip turn. Because if you, uh, um, if you Galactus turn, yeah, because then I can drop, uh, yeah, I can drop She-Hawk Taskmaster. I can drop She-Hawk Red Skull. Um, I ha- I have options that I don't have if I Red Skull into a lane that isn't where you're going to Galact. That was one of the changes I didn't understand. Why did She-Hulk need a hit? Um, And then Arrow gets a nerf but a buff. That's still a nerf. It's just an extra point to stay under Shang-Chi, but one extra point to account for you're only moving one card now. Right. Because at the with the way Arrow was, you weren't playing Arrow to win the lane that Arrow was going in. Now there is a bigger likelihood that you're going to be trying to Arrow to win the Arrow lane. And like a Mysterio was limited by three and four cost cards. But that can just move four entirely random cards from anywhere to that lane. Right. 
So it's a little more back then. I don't know. In any game where I'm playing, played Arrow and she won me the game, it was me. I have control of two lanes. They're winning the third, but they only have two cards there. I'm playing Arrow there to pull two, you know, one or two of the things they're playing into that lane. They think they already got wrapped up just to protect the, the other lanes I'm winning. Like Chad said, I'm playing her where I'm playing her to draw uh, power away from where I want to win. That's the way I use her. Right. Um, I mean, I don't use yeah. her that much because I don't have a deck right now that runs the need for that, but yeah. I yeah, had so many. I mean, she was in almost all my higher end competitive decks, all my tech decks that you know, right? Anti meta and decks, and I like all the fucking mouth breathers on the subreddit that are talking about. Well, if we're talking about using a bunch of decks, what about Sunspot? It's like Sunspot gets killed most games. Yeah, like if your Sunspot dies, you're doing something wrong, or you're playing Galactus. You, you well, know what? You know what card appears in ninety percent of the losing decks? Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Well, if you don't draw, he's it, not getting. He's he's not getting nerfed. Nope. He's not as powerful as people that complain about him. Oh my god! Hey. I saw the best one today. Uh, somebody got Galactus and as a gamble because the other guy had. Uh, priority because it, it was an empty lane um he played rogue to steal his null <laughs> yep but like it was a complete blind gamble because it, right. it was turn six and he was just like i bet he's gonna play null and he played rogue and i did that priority i did that in um uh mr negative uh that he played Galactus killed all my shit, and the only thing I had in my hand was a Null and a Zabu, or a, a Rogue and a Zabu, and I'm like, okay, turn six, dropping, you know, uh, I don't even think the Rogue was negative, so it was a total of three power. I'm like, oh, drop these three these characters. I didn't even think of Null, and I stole it. That's amazing. That was fantastic. But I was like, oh, right, cool. Yeah, I was I thinking death was coming, and you know, like, eh, fuck it, I don't care. It's very hard to do null or to do Galactus without it being telegraphed. It's like, yeah, you if there's an empty lane, you can throw a Cosmo there, or you can throw something else there, or yeah, you know, it'd be a fun. There. I, I'm just thinking of a fun deck. You run magic. Heimdall and Galactus. You just play this damn deck and move everything, play everything to the left. Yeah. And, or everything, you know, around. And then turn six, you play the Heimdall to move everything out of your one lane and drop your Galactus and pray. That would be pretty fucking funny. It would work. Yeah, every time I did one out of like, five times, 
because there's plenty of times where I debate, like, ugh, do I wave Galactus turn four? What if they got too much time to build? I'll try and do something else, like play the Hobgoblin first. Like, it doesn't work out. It's always, turn four is always the answer. The win percentage just goes from, like, 60% to 80% if you just turn for it, because you can let them get priority and Shang-Chi them. But I've had some great interactions where, like, I don't have Galactus yet, and it's, like, turn four, I've got the Electro already in play, and I dock off their whole hand onto a location so that I can just mess up whatever they had sitting in their hand. Like, and you pulled their Galactus? Master. Well, it does, well, that's pulling four cards, so it doesn't matter. I know, when you pull their Galactus, you're like, ha Yeah. Well, then I know they might have a null, and it's a little more worrying. Um, I, but I like it a lot of times I have pulled a Taskmaster and he copies like a two power thing because it's turn four as opposed to anything else and it just messes up their strategy is one of you eating a plastic bag I opened a plastic bag and then realized it's way noisier than I thought Sorry. <laughs> everything you do is always way noisier than you think it is I know I'm sorry <laughs> sorry just chewing on some gravel over here. What? <laughs> Pop rocks, man. With my mouth open. Yeah, speaking of pop rocks, I'm like nine episodes into season five of Riverdale. <laughs> like, there's aliens about, but they don't yet have the superpowers. But, like, you can tell that they're coming. Oh, God, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, no, season five was magic and aliens and... Just everybody dropped everything and became teachers for a little bit. Now, yeah. It's absurd. And it's like, I like how they, they wanted the football team to just fold. It's like, that doesn't ever happen. We've had teams that were terrible for as long as I can remember. And they never were like, hey, maybe you guys should fold. We don't want easy wins. Yeah, that's... Mm. That show's so weird. It, it really, really is. And... Nobody's denying it, but once you're into the fifth season, like, you like, were already along for that fucking ride. I hear season six is now on demand. Oh, it is. It is. Uh, uh, oh, my God. There is an episode near the end of season five. Uh, and it was like Nicole and I were watching it together, and we both, after it, were like, the writing on that one was actually pretty good. Uh, it, it it is a just absolutely batshit uh, Cheryl centric episode near the end of the season. Uh, is really well done. It is surprisingly good writing for a show that does not even try to hide the lazy writing. I enjoy that there's just a thruple where none of them are having sex with the girl. Yeah. Uh, is that really a thruple then? <laughs> oh, I mean, 
I don't know. I don't know whose baby it is. So maybe. So they do they mention whose oh baby my, it is? Oh my god. The, the okay the 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 baby ends up playing into this whole uh immortal uh immortal jesus like character like it the baby come out like a syrupy mothman <laughs> oh no uh he's just like the chosen one oh okay that's okay oh don't worry it barely makes sense when you're watching all episodes. I mean, really, uh, what what's confusing about an immortal wizard from another dimension? I mean, we've already got a book about that. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's not really much there. I'm just updating that. I'm, yeah, got a few more episodes in. I am struggling to wrap my brain around this show. It's the DC universe of shows. Just turn the blender on with the lid off. Whatever sticks, we'll keep. That's a, that's a good way to look at it. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah, but we're going to keep the stuff on the floor, too. Like it's yeah, 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 yeah. That that stuff will sell at a premium. We'll we may use that next season. <laughs> Please no. don't don't throw it away. I mean, one of the things that I always enjoy is that every part of it, it whatever the like it was Halloween and instead of a uh, three musketeers, it was a three buccaneers. But like everything that's like a copyrighted thing, they have given some other dumb name to, and like. I imagine that would be fun in the writer's room, just thinking up all of the stupid things to, like, slightly misname them. Oh, man. That sounds positively dreadful. Well, someday you'll be down on our level watching this garbage and... I don't no, so terrible. no, it, I, it's not that I'll be down on your level that level i just have slightly different standards. i'm not saying you have bad standards i'm saying i have different standards you prefer a different style of trash yes yes i prefer a wholly different style of trash i i believe you prefer a more cerebral trash very much so this is very much i'm playing video games and I can't use my computer at the same time, so this is the trash I watch because I don't have to worry about like, oh, did I miss some important plot lines because they whispered? No. The sound mixing is very good. There's no light and dark. Everything is overly bright and loud enough that yeah, I didn't miss okay. what they said there or what was happening in the shadows here because everything is very clearly not meant to be like suspenseful. But suspense is what makes a show great. Well, that's that's why there's always serial killers. This this one small town every season gets to deal with at least one serial killer. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, because why the fuck the... not? <laughs> 
I, I still like the one thing where they were talking to the Undertaker, like the new one, and it was like, this happened pre-mortem. It's like, yeah, while they were alive. I don't think pre-mortem is a... <laughs> I don't urban. think it's a gig. I don't think that's a thing. Pre-mortem. <laughs> really like, oh my God. Like it was like, a surprise. It's like, there's only two options, pre or post, and like... <laughs> Pre-mortem's not really a term, so... <laughs> what was that line from Princess Bride? That, I don't think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> oh, I did see a good Princess Bride meme um, on the Snap subreddit where it was like, it's turn six and you're going to do whatever. And like it just went through like a whole two paragraphs of overthinking what to do on turn six. Mm-hmm. Quality. That was one of my favorite subreddits because... At least the bitching is all the same idiots, the same bitches, and they got some quality jokes in there. Sure, it'll be a terrible year from now, but currently, yeah. <laughs> so, do any of us still play the the futures of the fighting? Or I mean, I logged in today just to not get bumped from the you know guild, but yeah, no. I don't have it installed. Yeah. Like, I feel bad because I put a lot of time into that, but, like, there wasn't anything. Like, I didn't, they just made it so ridiculously stupid that, like, even logging in every day, if I didn't play these specific things 400 times, I didn't get tier fours. Right. And, like, when that one specific thing is 10 minutes long and I can maybe get one in and hope I don't get two chuckle fucks that ruin it on my break... It really makes me not want to do it, and I wasn't right. doing it, and so I wasn't getting tier fours. And then, what are you going to do? Like, they really got to introduce multiple ways to get shit not gated behind shit people may not want to do. Yeah, I have thought about maybe for the Guardians update, I come back and I do what I need to do to maintain my number one ranking. But I'm like, yeah, but. I have to download the game and update the game and like that. Just no, I'm good. I mean, look, I, I'm not saying that I'm not going to go back to it at some point because I'm sure Snap will lose its luster and it'll be, you know, maybe like week four of every season when I've already done what I need to do. Put right. back over and look around a little bit. But like, I mean, I didn't uninstall it. I don't need the space like crazy or anything. So. Oh, I do, I don't need the space at all. Um, I just I I was at a point where I was just bitter. Yeah, it really was like they're not doing shit about it, and like the game is already old enough that most games start dying off. It's only alive because it's a Marvel game, and there's six other Marvel games. Although I played Marvel Strike Force briefly. Oh my god, that's horrible. Yeah, I mean, it's not great. I played but, uh, it when it first came out, and I'm like, this is shit. Yeah, but it was quite well, less time commitment. Like, you could kind of go in and do everything in, like, 20, 30 minutes at the end of the day and not feel well, terrible. Here's the thing. I still see ads for on YouTube or hear ads for Marvel Strike Force, yeah. and they're talking about how they're introducing Apocalypse. 
or they're bringing characters that people have really been asking for, like Wong. Well, and they also I'm like, had I'm like, they're so far that. behind. I mean, they're there for a while. Future fight was things were coming out, cutting out, coming out as the movies came out. You know, they well, were on they were, top of it. They were and then they just kind of fell off. At the same time as Future Fight, because I would see one would get a character one month and the other one would get it the next month and vice versa. But like stuff was coming out around the same time within each other, but I don't know what happened. But once again, it's one of those things where the characters do different things in each of them. So it's not like, oh man, I can't wait till this ability shows up on this character because they didn't really yeah. know what their abilities were. Well, that's the thing. I like the look of future fight. Compared to the yeah. cartoony, blocky it had the, character. the new Ninja Turtle look and feel, like the Nickelodeon Ninja Turtles. Yeah, they well, Strike Force reminded me of World of Warcraft, kind of shaved down, blocky kind of simple characters. Yeah, and it just uh, I I played it because appeal as much it for a brief period of time, and so I would log in to play with them because they wanted somebody else to play. Um, but beyond that, it was like, anyway, I was on the forum and I saw somebody was like, oh, I remember your name. Like, not me. They're talking to somebody else saying, remember your name from the old Strike Force forums. How's the game these days? He's like, think of everything that was wrong with it before, throw that in the trash and light it on fire. And it's still not even close to that nice. Wow. Like, it's just gotten to be garbage. So. I don't know what it is, but every time Marvel puts something out, yeah, they just run it into the ground. So hopefully Snap doesn't turn that way, but what are you going to do? I mean, they're already bringing out a bunch of characters that aren't in the movies or are only mentioned in the movies in places. like Yeah. So at least we got that going. I think one of the big things that Snap needs to do, and they've addressed that they they need to improve it uh is is the way they release cards yeah um, well i think this uh collector's tokens increase the amount you're getting and the fact that the shop is only going to be three and five there might be a time when a new card comes out and i'm able to buy it well, and the other thing is, I feel like some stuff needs to start in four, and maybe some stuff yeah. needs to start in three. Yeah, like, not everything. I think every, I think every month, card. every month they should have a pool three, a pool four, and a pool five card. Right. Like and maybe, maybe the pool five cards never leave pool five. You know, those are always the big bads. Those are always the living tribunals: Galactus, Thanos. I mean, Kang. Maybe perfect to do that if they wanted to week one is the season new card introduction week two is a three week four is a five or week three is a four and then week four is a five and then you start a new season over like yeah build up to the bad guy in the fourth like the final week of the season and then you start the new season and everybody can have access to the one new card for the season pass and then well four and a five it would also be cool if uh, there was uh, like the season pass. 
you go through this and you do all these quests if there was a card reward at the end of that fourth week for getting all the quests, all the chapter quests done. You know, it's not hard. You just play through each day. You get that done and you get a, you know, basically now you do, you get a season three choice card, but um, I don't know. You get the, that they make a card specifically for that. You get the Zabu right at the front. Yeah, when you buy the pass, you get the Zabu. But there's Zabu's, you know, tail fleas, you know, whatever, you know, that you get at the end of the month if you finish all the quests. I'd be okay. Not a variant, if, just a different card. See, I would be okay if the, like, at the end of the season, you complete everything for the season and you get a variant for free even if you don't spend money, that is exclusive to that season. Kind of like the card back for the Infinity. Right. Right. Yeah. Like because they, they need more participation rewards. Yeah. Because I, I played, like, at one point I played 200 games and I went up three cubes. Oof. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. Because one bad game where you lose eight could mean you have to win eight games where they retreat. Right. And, like, the comeback is just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I don't, I mean, maybe they can do something where, like, you always get two for a win. And then if you, if the opponent retreated, they only lose one. So it's not a straight one for one. But, like, Yeah. They don't make this, like, there's only a few decks, and, you know, sure, he's usually one of them that, like, you can just snap every time because you're going to win better than 50% of them, and it's going to come out ahead. But everything else is like, I don't know what's going to happen. I can't snap until it's either a sure victory or they're going to retreat right away anyway. I think that's my biggest problem with Galactus. There have been a handful of games where I have seen my opponent snap, my opponent has played Galactus, and I have played the game to the completion. Which sucks, because technically the Galactus player is winning, but they're not getting the cubes because I'm retreating. Right. Since Galactus is the table, people retreat. And then it's like, okay, well, if that's turn four, I've probably not snapped. Right. And if I do snap, even if I snap and get Galactus, there's no guarantee that I win. It's not like Shuri, where it's like, oh, well, these things are behind uh, Cosmos and uh, fucking armor. Right. Like, I have to be able to get him out there, and then I have to be able to reinforce stuff around him and not lose it. Yep. Like, it lets me focus, but it doesn't... It, it in no way guarantees me a win if my combo right. goes off. Right. And that's the thing that a lot of the other decks, if your thing goes off, there's really nothing else you can do to stop them if they're playing Thanos or Galactus, or Thanos or Shuri or something like that. Well, and that's one of the things that I think when they did the the change 
to everything this week that they overlooked with the Shuri Red Skull deck. I have, when I play that deck, I have three viable Shuri targets. Right. I could Shuri You're going to draw Skull. at least one, if not all three. Right. I could Shuri Red Skull. I could Shuri She-Hulk. I could Shuri Wait, uh, Arrow. They're, they're all viable choices. If you get hit with a Yondu, you're not fucked. Right. Right. You know, when I built my... Or if somebody throws rocks down, you're not fucked. Right. Because they throw down rocks now, it's just like, cool, I have to win another way. Right. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Uh... There's, and there's no good way to do that because you can't then go nerf armor and Cosmo and other stuff and other stuff and like right because now you're you're starting to affect some of your disruption you're starting to like you know those tech cards that your game needs you're now stripping away i mean don't me wrong i fucking hate leech my biggest problem with leech isn't leech on turn five my biggest problem with leech is turn three lockjaw and at the time well before the nerf at the time turn three lockjaw stone leech yeah yeah like that's just fucking stupid I personally would rather see them like I get leech is needed either make it so that leech blanks everything in a hand for turn or make leech affect a location in play like it'll he'll leech all the cards at a location like cards in play too. so so uh, on reveal ability rather on a, on reveal to that location not to your uh, hand. No, no. I would say that he has a like bishop or uh, one of those types of abilities where it just it's not ongoing. It's not on reveal. It's just a static thing. While Leech is at this location, so he's Cosmo, sort of. But he's he's Cosmo Enchantress. Everybody, everybody at this location is blank. Yeah, like. He's, he's Cosmo Enchantress. He he fucking will wipe out Bishop. He'll just everything at that location is blank. Have you guys seen like uh, the High Evolutionary? Card. Like as a separate card? Like I would like that as a thing in the future. I have, yeah, I have seen the High Evolutionary. Um, I am. We'll call it cautiously optimistic that he will be a lot of fun yeah, i think he'll thing. just bring uh, he'll bring life to a few cards that don't get him up much life outside yeah. of patriot yeah I mean, and like it, it it also introduces a way for this to be a thing going forward to modify cards without having to put it on a second version of hulk it's just like, yeah oh when this card it becomes it's like the stones 
if you're doing this, then your deck is any cards in your deck that are one of these, you know, eight cards have an extra ability. Right. No, I could see that. Um, I mean, I think that at some point we are going to see uh, new versions of cards. Uh, I, I, I feel like it might be inevitable. I, I don't know how many, I mean, there's almost limitless number of cards they can introduce into the game from the comics before right. they have to worry about that. But Oh, yeah. I mean, I we are a long way away from from needing that as a source of content. Right, but I feel like people are going to start arguing for that much, much sooner than they need to. I mean, I would like to see... There are, there are cards that I would like to see happen. I would like to see a move card that is similar to Heimdall, but lets you move right. Because one of, one of my frustrations with move right now is... <laughs> You're kind of you, your big finisher is still left to right or right to left. Right. You know, there yes, as I said earlier, there are ways to win without having to do that. But the the designed final turn finishing card is designed right to left. And sometimes Sanctum Sanctorum is on the right. Right. Oh, well, um, and sometimes Bifrost is there. No, no, Bifrost is amazing in move. Yeah, unless it's on the leftmost lane and the middle lane is Fisk Tower. <laughs> there, there is that, yes, yes. Because right. that happened to me tonight, and I watched him load up the shit on the left. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Because he's all like, Bifrost, ha you know, first zone, and he just loads it up, and then the fourth turn comes along, and I watch all his shit slide over, and he dies. Meanwhile, I'm loading up Fisk, getting pushed out of it. Right. I'm like, okay, this is an easy win. I'll snap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what? some of the best is pulling everybody from a back <laughs> on the bridge. I... I did uh, today because um, because of Fisk Tower and uh, Satellite M or whatever, Outpost M or whatever the fuck it's called. Asteroid. Asteroid M. I played Polaris on Fisk Tower where he had nobody. She pulls them there, they die, and then she gets pulled over to the asteroid M. Mm-hmm. And then I played Absorbing Man. And it did the same thing. <laughs> yep. And this was a Triskelion uh, game where my deck got obliterated, and these are the cards it gave me. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, sure. That's funny. Uh, all right. So we're like an hour and 55 in. So, yeah. yeah. So, so you're all ready to die then, what I hear. Well, we're gonna, that's what I hear. You're not gonna die. I, that's what I, mean, I hear. There, there is, the, there's always a possibility that things are going to go bad. Let's be clear. We'll be fine. Uh, this is not, uh, tentacles coming out of portals, 
uh, dragging you to your death. I have I mean, toned my shit down, man. <laughs> we haven't had a dungeon yet where Chad has overpowered the monster, so... That's being... true. He's... He... he... He very rarely does he does he hit a ceiling with the lengths he goes to to get creative. I'm actually not designing any monsters for this. It is all straight out of the books. You're saying there's a chance that we die. Uh, there's definitely a chance because uh, Ray gave me this beautiful inspiration and i cannot wait to unleash it on you delightful let's go do that All right. we'll be okay. back next week everybody <laughs>